Jack, sometimes when you're with friends, one of your <laughs> friends will go off and watch pornography, okay? And welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Little Podcast brought to you by us over at a to z horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You know you ride your bike more than you ride me, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is another guy who tried to cut out his eye with a straight razor for some reason. It's Mark. It didn't work. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we watched uh, 2013's VHS2, or if you're looking on Shutter, you have to very specifically search for V slash H slash S2. Which, uh, which that, actually, by the way. <laughs> that was a pick that came to us from one of our supporters on Patreon, specifically Jennifer. So huge thanks to Jennifer for the support and the pick. Uh, when she sent this to us, she says, sorry, I love anthologies and bad movies. So do we. Um, yeah, and look, this by far isn't the worst movie of this particular draft of picks. So. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Big thanks to Jennifer on that, and we will dive all the way into that movie real soon, and when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of it. And if you like what we do and want to support the podcast and maybe want to pick a movie for us to review, you can head over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror, support the show at your level of choosing, get some cool perks for your trouble, and if you can't swing that right now or don't want to, that's okay, we just appreciate you listening. But for now, we'd better do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Yeah, what's up? What are your beers for these fears? Okay, so this is a hard movie to beer. I think I say that every single week. But um, no. this one inspired me to go a slightly different direction. I don't think I think this is an A to Z horror first. So this movie I'm is... I'm nervous. I, Very well, nervous. Yeah, I am too. Frankly, I am too, and you'll see why in a second. <laughs> um, so... Oh I'll just get God. it out of the way. I'm drinking a homebrew uh, that was made by one of my buddies at work. So this one goes out to Steve. This is a Steve's Red Ale. Now, the reason I'm going with a homebrew is because that's what this movie basically is from, from soup to nuts, from tip to tail, right? Like, each she- of these... It's a jowl, Mark. <laughs> from that, well, that's a, that means a different thing. That means you're no, packed in no, tightly. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, but each one of these individual segments is itself a homebrew. It's like them at the very beginning, like I think three of them have the setup for like how the camera is being attached to the dog or the helmet or whatever else. So, I mean, as soon as I thought of it, I was like, actually, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. You know what? I'm drinking <laughs> a homebrew. They're home videos. Yeah. yeah. They're home videos. Yep. That's the concept of VHS. That is pretty terrible. And and it doesn't even fit all <laughs> the segments. There's four total segments, and it doesn't fit a full quarter of them. And actually, here's the other thing. I don't know what this... I haven't opened it yet. There's a chance this is going to explode all over me. So in a way, I'm in the very same shoes as the lady sitting down to pop in the VHSs at the sure. beginning of the frame narrative. Sure. You well, could please also, open the beer right in front of us right now. Yeah, yeah this it could, could also go say like ESB, and then you open, you're like, "This is sour," and then you go <laughs> on a whole different sort of ride. Exactly, and then you find out that your sleepover is being invaded by aliens. I opened it; it was fine. It did not explode all over me. Oh, that's good. That's good news. Boring. Good news. Yeah. Well, Mark, I agree with you that this is a hard movie to beer. Um, I myself went out and got a 12 mixed can pack from the Alaskan Brewing Company. That's just a mix pack. That's how many cans are usually in a mix pack. 12. It's a mix pack. It's 12 yeah, pack. But it says 12 right on it. Uh, sure. Specifically. This how, many, got, how many How many? different kinds of beer in there? Uh, four different kinds of beer. Mm. Like the four segments. It's uh, got an amber, a, a husky, mm-hmm. a white, and a Kolsch. Plus, guess what the shorts of this movie have? One of them has a body of water. One of them has outdoorsy stuff. 
One of them has a cult, and one of them has alien stuff, and guess what Alaska has? All fucking four of those things, buddy. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cult? Yes. Beer. No, I'm, just Alaska in general has a bunch of cults live up there. Uh, uh, oh. I thought you were- And vampires. Honestly, I, thought, I thought you were like, cults kind of like Kolsch. Oh, God, no. I mean, yeah. I could have done that, but- you would've, uh, That would have been bad. <laughs> yeah. So, I think mm. I nailed it. I don't know. Variety okay. pack, four different beers, and they're all related to Alaska. Perfectly. Okay. Jake, what's the your... Alaska thing again? What are your beers for God. these beers? Um, I it's funny. I didn't walk into this thinking that it was that hard a movie to beer. Uh, I went I went a similar direction, but in a different way. So it's kind of funny how we all sort <laughs> well, of make any the same sense. concept. I think you'll find that if you dissect that sentence, it makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. I think you'll find that was a garbage sentence. Uh, I'm drinking a Woodland Empire Free at Last IPA. That's not the important part. This is part of what they call their mixtape IPA series. This whole franchise is about mixtapes basically their home videos i think you walk in you just pop one in see what happens pop the next one in, see what happens much like they pop these beers out uh i have an important nitpick with your selection mm, i don't think i'll hear it a mixtape requires them to be put on the same tape and this movie they're specifically on different tapes that you have to watch it's, in a certain order in order for it to zombify you i guess they're expressly not a mixtape I think you guys are just really, really dissecting this too much. Mixtape fits the movie pretty well. For, Maybe for the record, for the record, I am not dissecting it at all. All of that criticism came from Jack. Mm. <laughs> you had a tone, Mark. I literally haven't said anything. <laughs> I don't know the listener will tone. find that you had a tone. Mixtape <laughs> works, dude. Get okay. out of here. Okay. It's it's really like a mix of tapes. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. It's pretty good. But to drink and beer and watch VHS 2 isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week in the horror world. We might have also experienced some other horror shit, including paying up on some of the movies uh, we've had to watch as a result of losing Beers for Fears. The patrons get to vote on which of us loses Beers for Fears every week and then what movie we have to watch as penance. Um, and so, you boys, you, did you like the sound effect I used last week? I did, yes. It was um, aggressive and delightful. <laughs> Yeah, definitely aggressive. Yeah, you said you I, wanted a sound effect, and I provided. I delivered to you, much like X. Boss is kind of delightful you, in a weird you way. You met the customer's specifications. <laughs> yes, I did. Hmm. I can certainly say that. <laughs> in any case, uh, I don't know if we'll be using that or uh, or a new sound effect. I'm open to suggestions, but... Uh... <laughs> I think you should pour, like, hours of time into making a new yeah. sound effect every week. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's my. Well, vote. that first one you could hear it definitely took me hours. And then, and then, like <laughs> within about a year or so, you'll basically you'll basically be cranking out like girl talk level mixes. That sounds pretty good to me. Mm -hmm. It's a new hobby. I have an like. idea for a good girl talk song, but I just don't have the technical expertise to try make it. it. Happen. Oh my god, try it right here. Try and make it happen. <laughs> uh, I've tried to sing it on the podcast before, around episode thirty or so. Yeah, I know. I know okay. what you're doing. Well. Scatman's world. In any case, do either of you boys have any movies you watch to own up to a bet? I'll tell you right now, I don't. How behind are you at this point? Two or three movies. Either two or three. That's like most of the time I have one. Okay, what'd you watch? I had to watch Pumpkinhead. I lost the From Beyond podcast alone. Yeah, I think that's the first one I've lost alone. 
Pumpkinhead. I think most people have seen this. It flies kind of under the radar, but I'm guessing that our listeners are the type that will have seen Pumpkinhead. I have Seems not likely. seen Pumpkinhead. I have a little quip with having to had uh, having had to watch this one in the middle of the summer because this is, as the name would imply, a relatively good Halloween season watch just because of the imagery. But what this really boils down to, the star of the show, is the awesome monster. And I, what I really like about it and what struck me that I'd kind of forgotten is the as the movie progresses, there's really an evolution of what the monster is. It becomes more human. It starts off and it's kind of like a xenomorph. This and is then, like late 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't ask me for the year. But I, I just yeah. era, I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the movie feels like it, too. Uh, it looks kind of like a xenomorph, and then it gets more and more human as the movie progresses, but it's all pretty well done from a practical effects standpoint and the care that was put into that is not the only thing the movie has going for it but it might be the only thing it needed to have going for it so it gives you a little bit of extra okay uh it's just it's a good little monster movie <laughs> i recommend watching it in yeah, i remember it being fun yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little slow for me. Okay. Uh but it's not it's not a bad movie by any means. Like is it that. available anywhere? Easy to find? Easy to find, yeah, but not free anywhere. I did not get it for free, no. Okay. Mark, how about you? Do you have any lost bet movies or lost beers for fears movies you got to pay? I actually don't. The first one I've lost in a while was Deep Rising. We haven't decided that movie yet, so I, it goes all the way back to the Oh, look at Mark bragging. Been, I went on. So okay, okay, okay. I went a on a horrible losing streak for the first half of this, yeah. <laughs> and now, uh, now I guess the karmic karma has realigned, and now I'm probably due to lose some more. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time to play that famous reverse intro sound effect for beers for fears. <laughs> Yeah, it's already famous. And outside of the Beers for Fears world, have you boys done anything else in the horror world? Because I'll tell you what's been rocking my horror world for the last week. No, do it. Lean Since in. we recorded a few days ago, I have worked 14 to 16 hour days for four oh, yeah, of the five coming. days and a 10 hour day today. So I knew that was coming. Stone nothing. I did uh, order a new horror book on Amazon, but I have not yet gotten it or started reading it. So okay. well, keep that one in the holster for when you've read it and you can talk about it. But I'm excited to hear about it. <laughs> okay. AKA that's a, that, Mark, that's called a call ahead. That's how yeah. you it's no, I like the it. listeners. Yeah. You're investing in our future. That that Planting call ahead is going to pay dividends. Exactly. Planting and payoff. It's important. So what do you two save me here? Hey, while we're talking about work stuff, uh, I started a new job today. Same company, but new job. It's scary. <laughs> uh, Friday's job starts weird to me. Well, it's a pay period thing, I think. I'm actually not really sure why they put it there, but they told me that I was starting today, and I that is correct. So, so you guys pay twice a month on the 15th and the... Th- the yeah. end of the month exactly yeah, that's why yeah. okay cool. so uh you know what they don't tell you about what happens when you leave your comfort zone it, you become uncomfortable <laughs> yeah no that's they I'm, don't tell you that it's I'm, not I'm right learning there in the that title. i'm learning that now um but yeah still hey mark it's we're getting really serious for a podcast it's been one day i feel like we're getting into like psychology corner here. we really are yeah, i don't like <laughs> last this. week you had the religion corner that's not what we're about no <laughs> mark it's been one day Okay. You're going to survive. Yes. It's going to be scary for, I mean, at least a year and a half, because that's where I'm sitting right now, and I pretty much, you know, every day. Now you're getting heavy. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Somebody talk about a horror I have movie. movies. Wait, I have oh, movies. I have, oh, wait, hold on. It's, I'm still talking. I have a movie. Oh. Well, I mean, you said you had like 10 last week and only talked about three, so I imagine you could talk for hours. I still have a pretty good amount. Um, So this one I'm going to talk about because it has pretty good synergy with the movie we'll watch this week. I found The Field Guide to Evil available on Hulu. This is another anthology movie. 
Is this the one that is uh, all foreign featuring a different nationality director or story, at least, for each segment? Uh, basically, yes. Asian? Is it all Asian? No, it's not all Asian. It's okay. all over the place. So we have Austria, Turkey, Poland, America, Greece, India, Germany, Hungary. Nice. Okay. So yeah, it's at least mostly European. Uh, there is, I'll, I'll quibble a little bit with all foreign because there is an America one in here called Beware the Melonheads. Um, Yikes. That was probably the weakest one. I did not like it. Fits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I really dug this movie. It's, it. Uh, it's 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 among the best anthologies I've seen in a long time, and I mean, part of it's just that you're Mark. getting the variety of all of these different like folklorish tales, and there's like some really out there shit. They really go out of their way to like vary the the storytelling aspects of things. I mean, one of them is I think completely they they do like a silent film style thing where it's just music, and then they like anytime there's dialogue, they play they just have like di- whatever dialogue cards instead of actually like dialogue. Jesus Christ. That one that one was a little weird. That was the that was Gobbler's lot from Hungary. But um still I I would give this one a I will you, not grow old in Gobbler's Lot. I just like it known. Uh, <laughs> I if you are a fan of anthology movies, which I hope you are if you're listening to this podcast specifically, yeah. um give this one a watch. It is free on Hulu if you have Hulu. I'm gonna wa- I was looking for that earlier this year and I could not find a venue. So yeah, boom. I think this was your top one from that month or something. Uh, like or Dark Horse. Something like that. So more likely to have been Dark Horse. Uh, no way to know. No way to know. Yeah, a few things to clear up on this one. There's no uh there's no frame narrative. The whole thing is just like you're reading through a book and each chapter is a new thing. That's basically as far as they go. No, well, then the book is the frame narrative. Like the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Well, I mean... Jesus Christ! (laughs) Every freaking week. Uh, And I'm just going to throw out there that I think the best one is probably from India, which is the Palace of Horrors, dealing with a traveling circus something or other. Not, I said that wrong. It's about two guys who are curating a circus. Um, Interesting. Anyways, you get a lot of variety. You got a lot of interesting shit in this one. You get a lot of, like, looks into folklore from other places. You should go find The Field Guide to Evil on Hulu. Nice. Heavy recommend. Uh, if you subscribe and listen to this podcast on Spotify, then, hey, you guess what? You already have Hulu. That or, was hard for me to figure out, though, how to make that switch. It happens. Happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, I got Pet Cemetery from 2019. Oh, oh Billy. So this is one okay. you can you can rent. I got it in the mail and a Blu-ray. Um, yeah, but I had some I had some heavy reservations on this one about John Lithgow playing Judd, playing uh, Fred Gwynn's character from the original one. I have a question. Yes. Does he talk about a cat getting its nuts cut? I do not believe he ever brings up the nuts getting cut. Well, that's... There's plenty you, of cat. You either know or you don't know. I... Well, yeah. What I'm saying is I don't know. I feel like you would have honed in on... I, I mean, he either what? did or he didn't. Jake said know. that again. What Jake said was nonsense and terribly worded. You know. He's saying... You you know the answer is no. I if think you, you'll if, find yes. that... Yes. Y- I yes. went in the same direction as you guys, but I I went a different way. That makes sense to me. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, so I don't remember him talking about any cats getting their nuts cut, although I do remember the Fred Gwynn line of that. Um, but man, Lithgow fucking knocks it out of the park. I don't know why I was concerned at all. He's such a fucking great actor. He's good, Does man. he do a hard main accent? No. No, no, no. He does He does Lithgow. He, he lays it on like pretty... There, It's there, but it's not like... 
He's not doing an accent. He lays it on pretty thin. <laughs> he lays it on, lays it on pretty thin. Yeah. I, I believe you. I, I have a vivid memory of you saying if he did not utter that specific phrase, then this movie would be an abject failure. So, Well, there. <laughs> yeah, straight. Okay, I'm sorry then. This is an abject failure, but I do still uh, recommend it, I think. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Sounds about right. Like I'm getting tied in knots logically by my past self, which frequently happens, actually. Yeah, it happens to all of us, <laughs> bud. Jake, what you got? Was he done? I think he's done. <laughs> he might have been in the middle of that he movie. Can, he that was be a weird done transition. literally whenever. Are you done? I I mean I had a few more things, but we can move on. I was just gonna <laughs> say the only other thing I had to add was that the Zelda the sister flashback thing didn't translate well at all. That was the only thing that I didn't think worked for the it. remake. But yeah, go go seek it out. You could probably rent it somewhere. Hey Jake, it's your turn now. I guess. Wait, did wow. you say go see Get Out? No. Go seek it out. Oh, we that are makes in a, a weird wavelength this week. Ah, and you beer. stole the baton from him. I like, did. I just yanked it. <laughs> this Mark, baton you, is I, mine now. I am going to take over a split second. You'll Please get it do. at the end of this. Mark, yeah. did, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about this week? Because the floor is still yours, buddy. I'm just going to uh, chug beers. You do no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You oh, so now you're done. Now you're done. Great, great. I only watched one other movie, Busy Week, like all of us had. I watched Quarantine because I felt like I needed to after last week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. You didn't um, like it as much as Mark does. Let me take a gander. Your guess. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He's going to take a gander at his guess. I, yeah. I I thought it was pretty good. Um, I do not like it as much as Wreck, and that's about all I can say. It's a pretty faithful adaptation. It's almost shot for shot. Um, I guess at the end- Better voice like... acting in the American one. Well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> we were also- Mark, we were we were chastised on Patreon by by uh, supporter John, patron John. Apparently, who says we that all fucked up. You could just find it on Amazon with subtitles. Now, the reason I didn't look is because Mark said it was impossible to find. Well, so when I look when I look at things, I use like apps on my TV because those are the places that I know I can find movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't watch ever it. watch. We talked about this on our viewing experiences Patreon cast a while back. I don't really ever watch movies on my laptop, so I know I could connect my computer to my TV and watch it that way if I knew that it was available on Daily Motion or whatever. But typically I'll check like well, you know, Netflix, clear, Shutter, Hulu. He whatever. said on Amazon Prime there's a subtitled version that well, costs $3.99. So let me tell you how this goes though. I don't think that's I, correct. I my TV is on. I'm sitting there with the remote or voice control, doesn't matter. Either way, there's an Amazon app and I go to Rec. And it doesn't tell me anything about said movie other than that I can acknowledge that that is the movie that I'm looking for. And I rent it, and it starts playing, and it is dubbed. Yeah. There was no indication that there was a dubbed versus subtitled version or that I was about to step into something that I was probably not going to be that happy with. And I feel pretty confident in saying that there was no subtitled version available on Fandango now, the app I downloaded just to look for it. <laughs> and uh, also just to be super clear to beat this dead horse i'm not going to spend that much time looking for the movie if it's there i'm pulling the trigger in a hurry hell yeah <laughs> with a quickness yeah hell i get yeah, that dude. fever man i get the fever i gotta what do it what the fuck were we talking about before this oh i quarantine. watched quarantine oh, we were talking right. about quarantine yeah i'm losing my mind i like yeah, i know movie. i, I can tell i'm listening to you we're all listening to you. I liked the movie. I did not like it as much as Wreck. I'm happy to have watched it just from like a pure fundamental standpoint of I just saw Wreck and I was able to then, like I think it was two days later at that point, I went and did Quarantine. Pretty faithful. I don't have much to add. I, I think that overall it loses. It does. It adds 
some quality. Yep. Like, as they're going up and down the stairwells, you can tell it, it really gets a lot more aggressive with how it films it. And it's, I don't know, it's like tighter on people's backs. It's a little bit more frenetic. It feels less acoustically real to me in some way. More Hollywood. It's got the, the Cloverfield effect. A little bit, but not to a point where I was like taken out at all. That's for sure. So, I mean, I liked it, but I will always go back to Wreck. Did so. you like how much Jennifer Carpenter looks like her Avid brother boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I, I maintain that you'll probably just like whichever one you saw first better, which for me is quarantine. Okay, that's wrong, but sure. <laughs> okay, cool. So you'll like whichever one you watch second better? Because that's wrong. <laughs> is that what you're defending right here? Jake? Because Jake of logic and saw Wreck first. No. No, just no. You, what else do you have? What other movies do you that have? Was I, that, that was it. That was it. That was the only thing. I, I started by saying that was it. Are we going to the feature presentation? Jesus, we have to at this point. <laughs> Fix yourself. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2013's VHS 2. Thanks again to Jennifer for the pick. Now, Ow. boys, we tried. We tried to have the patrons pay us money for extra bonus perks and then also do our work for us <laughs> in terms of the 30-second plot synopsis. I think Jennifer's too smart. She that. wised up. Yeah, yeah. She, she caught a glimpse of what was going on. She has not, at the moment, provided us with a 30-second plot synopsis. So uh, what's our alternative here? Classic train wreck of share one. Oh, shit. We're going to split it up. What, what is there? One frame narrative and four segments? So that's five? That's five five that total. 30 that's... seconds. That's six <laughs> seconds per. Woof. And uh, oh, what are we going to do here? We're just going to do, yeah, we get six seconds to talk about. I guess I'll do the frame narrative. Mark, you'll do segment one. Jake, segment two. Me, segment three. Mark, segment four. Uh, Yep. Sure. Wow. It's going to be very, very difficult. <laughs> this is what you've done, Jennifer. I hope I'm just going to jump right the fuck in when we hit six seconds, so we better be synced up. Okay. Well, I mean, or we or not, <laughs> who cares? Just just mark hit the clock when I start talking. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when I start. The three of us are going to try to give the listeners a 30-second plot synopsis, and it's almost certainly going to go poorly. Frame narrative. There's a private investigator. He's filming a nude woman have sex, and then he goes to a house with his... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Are we just starting over? We're starting over. Okay. Yeah. We're starting over. I didn't over. get very far. You're six keeping seconds. that in, but we're starting over. Dude, it took you six seconds to get to the part where he six saw tits. Six seconds is so <laughs> But little you somehow made it take the amount of time. of time it takes in the movie. Oh, my God. Okay. We're, okay, we're going to try this. Take six two. Six second. Take two. The whole frame narrative, Take Jack. two. Take two. Okay, take six two. seconds is so hard. Mark, you're gonna jump in at six seconds this time. You just like didn't do anything. That I time. actually I forgot how short it was gonna be, and I thought legitimately that you just stopped and wanted to do it again. So no, no, I was looking at my clock and I was like, "Fuck me!" Were you you were over six, weren't you? Well over six. Oh Jesus. <laughs> okay. I don't okay. Like this. Okay. Frame narrative: A guy and his uh, girlfriend are private investigators. They go to a house that's full of VHS tapes, and the VHS tapes curse his girlfriend, who dies from the eyes. Adam Wingard has new eyes—a new eye who allows him to see ghosts. He eventually tries to pull it out with a straight razor, but then he dies to ghosts. I told—I literally told—and I pointed directly yeah, at you. you. Oh my god! Okay, I don't have a clock, so it's super hard, and oh I did not see god. any physical oh, indication. Okay, third time's the charm. 
All right, boys, take three. Here we go. Jake, I guess I'll fucking, like, cue you with the airplane I signals. I don't have... Okay, fine. You know what? Fuck you. What I were you know. looking at? The fucking plot on Wikipedia? No, I was looking at my notes. <laughs> cheating. Speed reads the plot from Wikipedia. <laughs> that would be fast. He's the Micro Machines man. Okay, I will join you. I was looking at my notes, man. Okay. Okay. Take three. Take one. The record will show, I'm sure. Mark, you talk to her. Take four. Here we go. Brutal. Frame narrative. The private investigator and his private investigator girlfriend go to a house to try and find a kid. Uh, the girlfriend watches VHS tapes and dies. Adam Wingard needs a new eye because he got it. I don't know. He lost it somehow. The new one allows him to see ghosts and then the ghosts kill him. Dude rides bikes in the woods until he gets bit by zombies. Zombie outbreak until he gets killed dead. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, there's an Indonesian cult. There's a news crew filming it. Uh, it. Turns out there's a giant like Baphomet demon that they summon and it kills everyone. A bunch of kids try and prank their older sister at a slumber party that ends up being overrun by aliens, and then they all get abducted. Time! Not bad! I, look, it only took four us four tries, but charmed. we fucking did it! Practice makes perfect, boys. Teamwork makes the dream work. Holy shit. All right. Whew. So, Jennifer, we us. hope you enjoyed that shit show. Um, in any case, boys, who has seen this movie before? I had not. This is the first viewing for really? me. Really? Yeah. I saw it. Oh, God. I also have not. 14... Okay, it's so like right around when it came out. Yeah, yeah, I like the VHS franchise. Uh, well, to this point, <laughs> and uh, Mark, you said you hadn't. I have not. That is correct. Right. I'd seen it once. Yeah, I'd seen it once. I did not gone back. I didn't have much desire to. Yeah, but, and just know. for the listener, if you do have Shutter, this is available on Shutter right now. But you have to but, search for yeah. it with V slash H slash S. You got to get that forward slash. So in there. yeah, back to our conversation of us trying to search for things and finding things. I looked on everywhere, including Hulu, which it is also available on. I'm understanding, um, yes. and Shutter, and I searched for VHS letters. Nothing comes up, and then I find out later after I went to Amazon and sort of rented it. V slash <laughs> H slash S. What do you mean you sort you of rented it? You either did second, or you did not. Okay, thank you for asking. Perfect segue into second part of rant. So Amazon has been like adding all kinds of good prime streaming stuff lately. I've been finding a bunch of things that are in my back catalog that I want to watch that I never went or got around to because it wasn't free. Um, and then I found, and they've had the VHS thing, like the whole franchise available for a long time. And I was surprised that it wasn't when I went there this time. And I had to subscribe to a new channel they have called Monsters and Nightmares. What? Like, what do you mean a channel? So that's what I'm trying to figure out. I think, I think Amazon is now curating channels. This is what I can, as far as I can tell, they've put, they've seg, they like segmented off some parts of their horror collection and various other collections from what I can tell as well titled it nightmares and monsters and then charged you $2.99 a month to have access to it so I did the free trial thing and then immediately canceled it once I rented the thing um I knew the other shoe was gonna drop it had to happen at some point yeah and I looked at what the like selection was and it's it's like there's only like 25 movies in it and they're all weird there's like maybe one or two. I mean, the ABCs of death are in there. That's kind of the only other one that I had like flagged as ones that I kind of wanted to see. There's so there's still like a substantial amount of stuff free on Prime, but it, I am concerned that this is like how they're doing it. Now they're going to start just pulling away these free offerings and charging us an additional $3 a month to have access to horror movies. You're eventually just going to have a cable package through Amazon. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, 
it's kind of how business works. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I have my cable package through YouTube, so that's but not I, too like, far. I still though, like, you should still be able to just fucking rent a movie if you're paying three bones or four bucks or whatever for each time you rent a movie. That's pretty good. Too. I would bet you can. Oh, you can. Yeah, you can rent. So that was that so was you my. You could quandary. have rented it, but you chose to do the free subscription. Well, I could have rented it for four dollars, or I yes. could do the free subscription free. that costs three dollars. Yes. No. If I sense. don't renew, or if I renew it, whatever. So yes. So <laughs> you you paid free ninety nine. If you're just doing it, this is A to Z horror. Boringly talks about Amazon channels for twenty five fucking. So minutes. I saved a dollar, and I'm concerned about the direction that Amazon's taking. That's the end of my rant. Jesus. Okay. Oh, so you, oh. never mind. What in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit into? Never mind. Anthology. Yep. Found footage. Zombie. Yep. I, I was gonna say zombie, and he went out of order. Can I have zombie? <laughs> sure, you can have it. Okay, cool. He you went out of order. Mark, this is a scrum. This is a fucking free-for-all, no. bud. Oh, okay. Have you not been a part of our award-winning segment before? I usually zone out for this part. Oh, yeah, me too. That's I why got... it's so good. We just enter a different plane of existence and rattle some shit off. It's fine. That's why it's award-winning. Yeah, exactly. We're we're channeling the other side. Exactly. I, is that it? I don't... I mean, we could talk Alien. about the individual... Well, yeah, but we could talk about the individual Cult. things. Okay. I mean, yes, also yes. Ghost... Not sort of, yeah. What? Yeah. What? You get? You're gonna give him cult for the third one, and not me ghost for the first one? Are you kidding me? It's like sort of ghost. The first one I kind of forgot was ghost because it would kind of just felt like an episode of Black Mirror. You guys oh, are fucking it totally assholes. did. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> All right, Mark. Now, why don't you tell us what the movie does right? Uh, okay. I have a question before we get into that. Uh oh. I do too. Well, how are we gonna do this one? Are we gonna talk? Can we just like break it down by? This is an anthology. Yeah. It's a frame we narrative. We have not done an seconds. anthology podcast in quite a while. And I Correct. don't remember how we did it last we time. We do it totally differently. We abandon what it does right, middle, and wrong. Oh, and God, I'm not... We pre- talk about each segment. Jack. I was barely prepared to conform to the segments we We have. talk about each segment. We also give a segment rating and overall. Okay. okay. And then at the end, we do the, you know, the, the real deal. But... Let's just a bit, let's just talk about the segments, and we, I'm sure it will naturally go to what it did right and wrong. Don't spend too much time. Though. Okay, it's long enough. Do we it's talk about enough. the frame narrative right at first? I want to uh, do it at the end. Can we talk about yeah. it at the end? I because it, res- it, it resolves it at develops. the end. Yeah, it, resol- yeah, yeah. it always resolves at the end. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like you were doing a quote, but I don't think you were actually quoting anything. I didn't. He quote did it thing. with the we, he did it with the cadence of a sunny quote, but it yeah. wasn't a sunny quote. <laughs> that had the cadence of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So the first short is I also came up with my own names for these. So oh, me too. What'd yes, you call it? My Blink mine was one eighty two dead people. Blink one eighty two dead people. <laughs> I did song things. Oh, okay. I just called it eye transplant. Okay, I called it Blink one hundred. Well, Jake's are going to be way more people. fun than yours, yeah. Mark. Blink one eighty two dead people. Well, I, they, I took some time to develop. Okay, this was the first one. Give me a break. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this is actually called Phase One Clinical Trials, which is kind of a dumb name, but whatever. Yeah, and I hope one of you two has the uh, like Wikipedia page pulled up so we can look at who directed them, because like I oh, know this is this is Adam Wingard. Adam Wingard starring Adam Wingard. Yeah, but a few of them have multiple directors. This isn't one of them. This, this one is, is not, just Adam. This is, Adam Wingard. Wingard. This is just Wingard. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is like right around your next Adam Wingard too. Yes. Yeah. This is not of the same quality as that for good reason. I mean, I think it's famously it, I gave that movie a ten. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> Stand by it. That homey feel, homey Such feel. Such a fucking good movie. I think this is my second favorite of the of the segments. Okay, that is not true for me. Okay, okay. let's. Okay, well, let's do this in order. Okay, yeah, what does <laughs> Jesus Christ? What does the first short segment do right? 
Oh, okay. So we're doing mini. Oh my god, mini sub segments. Keep it tight. It's keep it so tight. confusing, boys. Tight. Got to keep it tight. It's um, not that confusing. I like the concept of this. I mean, it, like I said, it's it pretty much like just Black a Black Mirror, Mirror episode. Yes, but but I, I like Black Mirror episodes, right? Yeah, They're kind of fun. Like older. It's older than that, so you know. Yeah. Never ho- and this OG. is, I think, there's probably one common theme we can we can ascribe to all of these. Maybe maybe one of one or two of them will break it for you. But like just the general concept of. I, th- all of these are interesting concepts. They're all short films that are allowed to do crazy shit for 15 minutes or whatever. I had, I think which, I had concept written down for everything except for the last one. Yeah, which, like, let's do another quick blurb about VHS. As if I really like what... I, I love the way VHS presents itself because the op- the options are basically endless. You right. could do this for forever. You found creepy tapes at a house. Yes. They could be anything. Yes. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, you could continue that into God knows when. And, yeah. I, I absolutely adore the way that's set up. Yeah, no, yeah. it's fantastic. Due to the way that this one has... So this is... They all have different filming angles, which is another really cool thing that the overall movie does, but um, like perspectives and whatever. Due to the way right. that this one has its perspective set, which is through the... Like literally the eye of Adam Wingard, the main character, um, this has the best jump scares. I, I believe it the most... Usually like the visual reveal, the sight gag type stuff in movies that you get the jump scares from is stupid because it's contrived and like the other... The character in the movie could have actually seen it before you could see it and all that shit. But since sure. you're seeing it through his eyes, I thought that like the way they revealed rooms and stuff and like turned around to see people was the most intense like jump scares of this whole movie. Uh, I agree. It's also what it relied on almost exclusively. I'm okay with that. I'm totally uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of yes, that's what this concept was. Yeah, and that's okay. So I don't actually. I was I was starting to segue into. I don't have a problem with that. I think the jump scares themselves, as far as what they ended up being, if you look at it in retrospect, eh. But the concept and how it played out was jump scary, and I think that that is this is basically the encapsulation of how you can use jump scares where it makes sense. Absolutely, and so. you can see them all. I mean, all the big ones you see coming from a mile away, right? Especially the one of the the second lump under the bed, and you're like, oh, guaranteed, there's a dead girl under there. And then he throws off the covers and jump scare. Well, because some, some were expected, some were unexpected. Yeah. yeah. The first time there's not, and then you turn and there's someone. And the second time there is, it's like, just yeah. keep you a little bit off guard. One yeah. other thing I'm going to throw in for this one is just as far as horror concepts goes. So the trick to not being killed by the ghosts, as explained within the narrative of the movie, is to ignore them. And apparently the best way to ignore them is to have sex with someone. It so was... the whole idea of trying to ignore a mostly scantily clad, like, dead fat guy standing over you is to have sex with his niece. <laughs> <laughs> that is... That, you put this in what it does right? Bananas. That, uh, uh, I think that's... Yes. A, I mean, as far yes. as, like, the lunacy <laughs> and horror concept of it all, like, that's a... That's unique and an interesting, like, sort of funny take on it. Yes, I do think that's what the movie does. Yeah, it's incredibly weird. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that if I was thought I was seeing dead people the night after I just got a new eye implant, that wouldn't render me incoherent enough to just fuck some random girl who showed up in my house the next day said, yeah, dead people follow me, screw me so that they don't pay attention to you or whatever. If you're batching it? Really? I might. He's living the bachelor reasons, life, man. but he was hesitant at first that she convinced him with that logic. It seemed fine to me, man. <laughs> she rolled in with like, "Get a beer. You're gonna need it." Yeah. So that's that earns trust, Jack. I think that's gonna transition us into what the movie does wrong with the, uh, with the, the short. I want to talk about middle. Okay, Seriously? then so do. 
You talked about Keep the perspective tight. from the eye, which was fantastic, but really inconsistent. So sometimes it's literally where his pupil is, like when he's looking through the people, and it couldn't be anywhere other than the pinpoint of his pupil. But at other times, it's to the side of his head, because he's clearly got a GoPro strapped to the side of his head, like when he's banging the girl, and you get that from that like first-person perspective. It's a little bit off-center, not where his eye or pupil would be. Oh, It's... <laughs> wildly inconsistent and I it don't is like i it. mean it's pretty consistent i uh, you know what shame on the filmmakers for not <laughs> legitimately surgically removing adam wingard's Agreed. eye and replacing it with an actual gopro shame on him no frankly. they the, the reason it got fucked up is because of the people shot you didn't need to include that you wanted a cool shot you thought it'd be cool it broke the logic you didn't need okay it. well i'm happy Wasteful. you're putting it in middle Dude, instead I'll, of something I'll, different so yeah. i'm gonna I had something similar to this in Does Wrong, which I am now hard transitioning into, which is the editing. I don't understand how this continuous stream feed thing from the eyeball edits randomly between, like, it just stops filming sometimes when it's convenient for storytelling. Like, when he's asleep. I don't know why it would stop filming when just because and he closed his eyes. They chopped it all up on the VHS, Mark. They yeah, did. They, they really, yeah. really They chopped did. and screwed it. Also, he only blinks sometimes. Yes, but this one... Unlike many where they blink, the blinks in this one feel nor they're fast enough to feel like they don't take me out of it the way blinking it in a lot of these hit movies me does. almost the same way as End of the Void. Really? It yeah. was so much worse than End of the Void for me. Well, I was so much more hungover, but it hit me. <laughs> the blinks themselves hit me almost the same way. Wow. This is also bold move for a movie about VHS tapes where the rest of them stay pretty faithful to video quality. This one comes in. Right after she like close up on VHS into VCR, and then it's like full on 1080p, like perfect, perfect yeah, film quality. That that's kind of weird, right? Yeah, uh, I don't, but I don't it's in, that. as the second movie in the franchise. I feel like that's a direction you can take. And one of the things that I wanted, I also wanted to say, and this is probably the only time I can do it about VHS as an overarching thing, is like you want to see some variety of when these would have been produced where VHSs are like sort of a specific era, but you have some bandwidth to play with there. So yeah, it's like this... mid-80s to 2000-ish. Yeah, and this after. is on the hard 2000 side. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, what? Why is the camera water and or motion sensitive? Like it just can no longer capture footage once he's shoved into the pool? Uh, I think there's just, so now we're in nitpicks. No, this no. is what it actively did wrong. This was half the fucking short. Okay. Of it, sh um, of it I, just because, being digital artifacting. Yeah, there's just a pervasive thought amongst people that electronics, no matter what, if they are exposed to water, short out, but still continue to function somehow. <laughs> Including, uh, Mark, you work in the biomedical field. Would you ever make a thing that's designed for use by a person who lives in the world that isn't water resistant? Something that is going to be implanted into a place that definitely still has tear ducts next to it. <laughs> yeah, I would probably yeah. make make that water resistant if you I try yeah. to. Yeah, I'm not a design engineer, but that's something I would probably have near the top of my list. And there's there is that kind of attention to detail that I think is important in what it does wrong. It's not just a nitpick. Another one is like the he cuts his fucking eye out with a straight razor so he can stop seeing the ghosts. An eye patch is another solution. <laughs> yes. Eye patches are cool, too. He probably still would have gotten that ass. Absolutely. Damn. He probably would have gotten it even more because eye patches are cool. Hell yeah. If you think about it. <laughs> it's just, so there are there is some, I think Wingard, who's a guy who's proven he can do attention to detail, I think it's just was liberated a little bit in not having to for this short. And he, whatever, he had fun. This was like a legitimately enjoyable, like I, oh, I felt like everyone on the was. set was having a good time. No, it was, for sure. 
Uh, any nitpicks before we before we part? Should I just do like a quick like? There we go. <laughs> I'm still confused. This was my nitpick since you guys apparently need to pull yours up. Uh, I don't understand why he can't see the ghost that's attacking Clarissa. The, yeah, that doesn't make sense. So she gets pulled in the pool. He can see every other ghost, but that ghost, not that one. Yeah. Whoopsies. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't like the dialogue at the very start of this where he's talking to the doctor and apparently they didn't go over any of the ground rules before they just inserted this fucking camera into his head where he's like, yeah, he was like, just let me ask these questions all after the, time. the fact. Yeah, yeah. Then the doctor's like, it's a trial. What'd you, or you're getting a free eye. What'd you expect? It's like, yeah, it's a clinical trial. I'm testing it for free. It's not, I am expecting it for free. That's the point of a clinical trial. Uh, also, like we already said, what is preventing him from just putting on an eye patch? Yeah, no, no fucking need to cut out the eye. There's some part of the contract that says you have to leave your eye open at all times. <laughs> uh, he has absolutely no reaction to the first jump scare, which is the big clanging sound in his kitchen. He's just like, then makes the noise. And so he'd be like, what the fuck? When he's playing, he's just like, oh, better better go look at that. His then he gets tea in there and he's like, over. what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If something falls in my kitchen, I have cats, so I guess I have a different context for that. But And that uh, was a disastrous sound. It wasn't that bad. Hey, uh, let's give these thing this thing a mini score. Okay. Overall score for first first movie. Six. Blink one eighty two Ghost House, whatever the hell Jake called Whoa, it. Oh six. Dude. I gave it a six it. and a half. I gave it a five and a half. Mark liked this movie a lot better Blink than Blink one eighty two dead people. Blink one eighty two dead people. Are you saying there are hundred and eighty two dead people? No. But he's blinking and I made it a band thing and then you see dead people. I don't know. But okay. then it's like a number. There could have been. He might have seen that many. Yikes. Don't, don't, dude, it gets worse from this here. This is a so. very illuminating peek, in, peek into Jake's brain. Do not, do not take too much. It gets way worse, Jack. Okay, well, that's a good time as any to move us to the next short. What did you call this one, Jake? Uh, I ride my bicycle to Zombie Nation. <laughs> I called <Whoa>. it. <laughs> Mash those up, dude. <laughs> Which Blink-182 song? Just Blink-182. Just They're whatever. They're all Blink-182, man. <laughs> Like new Blink-182, like stuff from their like 2018 album. They have a 2018 album? I don't know. I assume so. Uh, I think probably, yeah. I thought they came back and released a new one, but maybe I'm wrong. Wow. I called this one Biking in the Woods, a.k.a. Jake's Fave. (laughs) Was this Jake's Fave? This was my least fave. Okay. Oh, Oh, really? This one is an Eduardo Sanchez joint. Yeah, and someone else. This one had a second director as well. Cool. I just think, hey, this is Eduardo <laughs> Sanchez. You were one of the two in Blair Witch, the Blair Witch Project. Sorry. My God. Now, well, interestingly, this is actually, Adam Wingard this is, the, is the guy from the Blair Witch. This is the worst thing because the fact that Blair Witch exists means I can't just say Blair Witch and people know what I mean now. I yeah. can't shorten it, which I already would have fucking done. I know, Jake. I bring this up to you every time you fucking do it. Greg Hale is the other director. Okay. Why this took two directors, I do not have the foggy. It's so short. This is <laughs> oh why this God. is why I was so upset when Buffalo Wild Wings came out because now I can't call Blair Witch. I can't refer to it as B dubs anymore, you know? Well, no, Buffalo Wild Wings is B dub dubs. B dub three. B dub cube. Wack. B dub three. Because Don't forget of the whack. Everybody always people you be forgetting always about forget the whack like they forget about Dre. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so yeah, just for future <laughs> reference, if I'm talking B dub, that's Blair Witch project. If I'm if I'm talking about B three dub, that's B-dub Buffalo three. Wild Wings. B B dub cubed, B dub three, B three dub. Whatever. Any of them. 
Or just Weck. Let's go get some fucking Weck. I haven't been to B-Dubs in a while. What did this segment do right? <laughs> I like oh. the concept of this one, that it like follows from the perspective of a zombie totally. for a while. That's cool. Well, uh, yeah, first-person zombie really... outbreak is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. It's done in a very kind of like, this took $3 schlocky way. Yes. And that's good and bad. That's middle. I'm just sure. starting to lump all these together. Most yeah. most of their budget most of their budget went to the the fake eye contact things that plop out that get rid of your iris. I think that was I'm sure where all of their budget went. That checks out. Yeah. She got to get him out. And I like the context, man. the The context look cool. The eyes do look cool. But there's not much else. <laughs> you know, those are some hard, thick contacts. I would not get those in my eye. I have, like, trouble getting contacts in my eyes. Surprised you have a weird eye thing in addition to your fear of apartment buildings. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting in here. <laughs> yeah, Jake, I'm unsurprised that you have a weird eye thing. I don't have a weird eye thing. Just as someone who wears <laughs> contacts when he golfs. I do not like. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I have my golfing right contacts and my reading glasses. Uh, <laughs> I don't like wearing contacts, man, but I cannot wear glasses when I golf because the peripheral vision thing. So I put contacts in then and pretty much only then. I you feel don't like, wear hold on, like if we keep, other time. If yes, we exactly. keep ha- asking questions, this is going to go on ad infinitum. Okay, I don't have anything else this movie does right. <laughs> it's a short. It's not a movie. Fuck. It's it's true. Uh, it's I didn't film. either. Actually, we've basically covered it. I like the I like the first person perspective of a zombie. That's good. I I mean I don't have a lot that it does wrong either. It's just very low budget and short, and there's not a lot of depth. Yeah, no. They, I mean they're clearly like cutting away from the stuff so they don't have to show gore or shaking the camera a lot so the effects don't have to look good. Sure. I think this one more than any other, except for maybe the fourth one, had the worst voice acting of the of the conversation at the beginning with the girlfriend. Oh God. Of like, it was. I atrocious. think you ride that bike more than you ride me. Tell me you love me, baby. It was so funny. Mark, one of my notes on here, this is the least natural conversation I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And we watched a poorly dubbed movie last week. Uh, Yes, it is. It's definitely up there. Luckily, there's not a lot of dialogue in this one. We've also watched Honeymoon. Fuck you. I liked Honeymoon. I need to watch that again. Honeymoon was good. Honeymoon definitely had better interaction than the beginning of this by a large, unquantifiably large amount. Yeah, I think I just don't like their interaction. <laughs> Love the energy you're bringing right now. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you give this one? We don't have it. We're gonna have to talk, not going to talk nitpicks. Do you have nitpicks with this? Well, I'm still confused to how his camera hears his earbuds at the beginning of the movie. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Also, he you see the entirety of it from him putting the helmet on to him going. And in less than 15 feet, the dude got enough acceleration to get like a solid three, four feet of air. That jump is nuts. He's a very good he bicyclist. Yeah. He likes okay, fine. That's going to take us to mini scores then. Four. Mini scores. Six. Five. Six. I like this one. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of I'm, I'm like- the unsung zombie guy of the, of the podcast. Jake, Jake definitely still has the mantle, but I like zombie movies too. We can all <laughs> like zombie movies. Not nah, just you. Only just one of you. us. Only you. There can only be one. There can only be one. Jack, that's going to take us to number three, which is The Sting of Paradise. This was my favorite one. The Sting of Paradise. Is that what, what it really what it was called? 
No, it's called Safe Haven. I named it the oh. Sting of Paradise. Uh, okay. Jake, what did you name it? I called it, I told you these got worse, oh, right? Oh, God. I called it the cult of personality, and by personality, I mean underpants. <laughs> <laughs> I got kind of toasty <laughs> during this movie. Probably a good move. Probably yeah. a good move. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 This one is uh, was directed, I forget the guy's name, but he did The Raid and The Garrett Raid Redemption. Evans. Yeah, the raid, raid two, apostle. Most recently, yeah. Um, so, so I mean, this had two directors as well. It's Timo, yeah, John Jonto and Gareth Who Evans. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I this am so sorry. Timo, <laughs> yeah, John Jonto, who I'm assuming is maybe a Fil- Filipino director. I don't maybe. know. I feel very bad. In any case, Garrett Evans. We know him. He's yes, a, he is he's a, a Welsh guy who s- spent some time in Indonesia. Certified. <laughs> Bonafide director has directed a few pretty highly lauded movies. Um, it's funny. I didn't lauded? know that. I remember this movie. I remember this one probably the most of all of the shorts from this movie from the first time that I saw it. Okay. I watched Apostle last year, and that movie really bothered me. It sticks with me to this day. I do not know why. I don't like it in a good way, I guess, yeah. as a horror movie. I don't I, I it makes so, me uneasy to think about that movie. Wait, 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 wait. Did did Garrett Evans direct Apostle or it, am I wrong? He did, yeah. Oh. Okay. And I think it comes through in cool. this one. I mean, it feels similar to me in that when I watch it now, maybe I'm just channeling how uncomfortable that movie made me feel and it does to this day. But I see similarities for sure. And it's not just the cult. It's <laughs> it's not just the cult, I swear. It's <laughs> Something it's a about lot of cult, though. it's not it, the drugs. It's a lot of the cult. Cult movies bother me, but there's something about how he uses the interaction of people and the environment they are in, and there's like dead space and then violence and pure like human badness towards each other. Yeah, it's I don't visual know how story to describe it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it. He's so good at that. He is so fucking good. And I, I, I was, I don't know, I was dumbfounded when I watched this again. I was like, oh my God, this is the same guy. It's so good. And it's from a, just a textual perspective, it's got a lot of different stuff going on, right? With the infidelity mixed on top of the creepy interview of the cult <laughs> yeah, this leader. This infidelity does not need to be there. <laughs> well, there's a lot that doesn't need to be there. This is a short, and it is a completely balls-to-the-wall mixed bag of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, man, it's awesome. There is so much happening in this shit. I so did, much. I did have definitively in the does right category the escalation of like creepy enough to be walking onto a compound of a cult or whatever, but then all of a sudden fucking suicide everywhere and people like drinking the cool, not Kool-Aid, but whatever that brown drink was. Kool-Aid. And then being dragged off into the distance and then he finds the lady in the cellar who's having a, who was dead having a child and then the dragon comes out. There's I a thought- like, this movie goes zero. This short goes zero to like eighty. Eighty. It starts with suicides, and then one guy just walks out and explodes in blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it ratchets up to it is infinite insane. Level. It's completely insane. But oh, Jake, to hear your point, I was uncomfortable throughout the whole thing. Like when they're kind of running through the palace, or the camera is, and he's and his voice is coming over the intercom. Like, drink the shit. Your moments now, and it's like cutting back and forth between the moving camera and the one on him. That yeah. was like, oh my god! I just, I would ugh. just say, if you like this, watch Apostle. There, it is so. It makes so much sense that he directed this, and then that movie happened. What it is- a, what a weird like, like repertoire of films where yes. he does only kung fu assault movies and cult. Horror movies. Yeah. 
Yeah, he this knows guy, what he does, man. This dude is fascinating. This is like a Welsh homebody who uh, has described himself, okay. who got obsessed with an Indonesian martial arts, so he made the raid, and then moved to Indonesia, and it's like, what the fuck? It's awesome. Well, for those of you who haven't seen Apostle, it, that movie fucked me up somehow. It's just getting worse with time. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Look, uh, I don't think this movie really does anything wrong. I'm ready to mark if you give me oh, a Oh, I got a few. Whistle. Why do okay. they speak English is probably my primary complaint. I don't understand why this group in of- Indonesia? Most yeah. people in Indonesia speak English. Do they? Yes. yes. My is mom it, went to high school there. Yeah, a lot of it's a, yeah, a lot them. of people speak English. Yeah, pull the mom high school card, huh? Okay, well, I guess um, that I know no one who went to high school there or that lived there, but I do know by watching Bourdain and shit that a lot of people speak English there. So okay, watching this, it hit me as something that they included just because it was like a generally English speaking film of VHS two that they wanted to fit into. But I guess if it's a common language in Indonesia, then cool. Sure, it, it's yes, kind of it like it's I I understand it to be kind of as frequent as the Hindi versus English distinction in India. It's it's just as common. As right. Hindi. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. The only other thing that I had in Does Wrong is the digital effects for the ceiling crawler dude and the belly rumble oh, dude. Yikes. They they this is of all of the shorts, this is the one that leans most heavily on like pretty bad CG. The, yeah. It for for as much to. shaking and moving away as the camera did in the second segment, this one could have used a little more of that. Do we have a budget for this movie as a whole? No. I was looking for it. All that's got is a gross, which is like twenty nine grand. But well, it's because it wasn't really put in theaters. Yeah. But yeah, okay, yeah, interesting. What did we give it? Well, hold on, I got some nitpicks. Do you really? Well, look, the biggest one is these two are talking about their infidelity, and even if they think the guy's interviewing the other guy, yeah. all those things are still recording. They're still mic'd up and on camera. Yeah, I mean, it's a, as they're talking about their infidelity choice. openly. It's a bad choice. It's well, I mean, so they're dumb. they're professionals, so they have a mixer, so they can turn down certain channels. Is probably how they do that audio recording. Apparently, they can't. <laughs> okay, um, I had two, which is one of them at the, towards the end. They translate one of the thing at one of the like the the phrases at, into English as "the time has cometh," which I don't really get how that works in Filipino, how you tra- is there like an old English or Indonesian? No, I don't know what language that is. A nitpick. It's Indonesian. Yeah. Okay. That Filipino. is a nitpick. Uh yeah, they're just the time has cometh. Mark, the end is extremely fucking nigh. Well that part's true. <laughs> uh the other one I had was I mean I, I feel like we need to at least acknowledge the enormous booger drip that that sends oh, us it's, off. Yeah, it's not Wait, great. Whoa, 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 why, 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 why? <laughs> I was just wishing I put that in what it did right. It was pretty fake. Not I'm fine. No, it looked fine. It, it looked absolutely fine. fine. Just the, the, let's just, I don't know. I, I found it distracting that you're going to put a foot long booger drip. I, I don't know. <laughs> There's something visceral and I, I, Garrett Evans, man, <laughs> that dude gets to some weird place in my brain. I did have a neat pick with this one. That? No. The cult leader first brandishes a skill blade. Right, yeah. just a fucking box cutter to be like, don't fucking say that. Don't. Ask I did me like that. that. I like that. Move. And I was like, that's the least intimidating thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And then in a heartbeat, he's like, leapt up on the table, extended the blade, and shoved it into the guy's neck. And I was like, oh shit, no, it is intimidating. Okay, yeah. box cutters are. I mean, I, that's intimidating. I am not very. In, I mean, more intimidated by a very frail man without a box cutter. Yes, what? I'm not You're- very intimidated by a tiny man with a box cutter. Oh, I mean, yeah, but I'm also not intimidated by a tiny man with any weapon that isn't a firearm. That's what I'm saying. I don't know, man. He's going to have some weird kung fu, and you're going to get your ass kicked. I'm not and, doubting and that I would. And history will show that that is exactly what happened. Well, the camera guy, that's another nitpick. The camera guy, and they're the 
tech guy who forgot the battery, his one of two, like his half of his job, and then didn't go get the backup battery, and then just slumped down in the chair, like stoned out of his mind. Well, it was one just job. Like, so I actually think you, I think you've touched on a neat pick. I couldn't tell if this was intentional or not, but I thought when they started filming the and the, you're the HUD guy here, Jack. So correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. uh, when they started filming, I thought it had a full battery, and the battery drained precipitously fast. It did, and it they, they drained consistently. I thought I, it was wrong. I went back, watched it again. It was actually correct in how much battery bars, because they have did three you? different cameras on the main guy. That's how Baphomet gets Yeah, so there was some type of supernatural thing to split Baphomet. the group up here. That's what I'm choosing to believe. Let's get no, no. to mini scores. I want to talk about how stoned the I camera don't. guy is when he sits down. Fuck, I okay, I really fine. don't. Seven. I gave it a seven and a half. This was my favorite one. Eight. My favorite one, too. Jake's oh, Jake really liked another one. <laughs> wow, Zers. He's playing he's playing hard to get. Listener, you can't see this, but he's being very sassy with his eyes right now. He's he's being very coy. He's playing hard bitch. to get. All right, Jake, what is your title for the fourth segment? Aliens exist hyphen that's another blink one eighty two reference. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's a song okay. on Adam of the State. Oh. Come on, man. You gotta Shit. listen to that album again. I guess it's I do. Been a minute. That's a good Fuck. album. Yeah, it's a great album. I had that in my brain that day, apparently. Because that's two of my four sub-segment titles, but I I don't know. I called this one the preteen goof troop. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> okay, I'll buy that. Uh, I do have an important question before we dive into that. Blink one eighty two or some forty one? Blink one eighty two. Ooh, uh, the I'm best. I'm a sub forty one. Not even close. I'm dude. a sub forty one. Hold on, hold on. The best. If you're just taking the best of the best, some forty one. If you're taking like the no. whole catalog, no. Blink one eighty two. That's probably true. Yeah. I can't get behind either. I cannot get behind that statement. Into Deep is such a jam. It, that's that's, a that's basically what I'm after too. Still, still though. I mean, Into Into Deep is a good song. <laughs> yeah. But Blink 182's good songs are also at least that good. Oh no. Okay. Wow. Into Deep's a jam. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Blink 182 has albums of jams, dude. <laughs> they do albums. Like I'm saying, if you're taking the whole catalog, it's definitely Blink 182. Just, by just go back and listen to End of the State. Take off your pants and jacket. Just like listen to those albums. I'm That's, going to. Okay. It's a I'm actually clarify. Clarify. Sleeping bag next to my buds. He's yeah. telling you to listen to End of the State, and also while you're at it, just go ahead and take off your pants and jacket. He's not telling you to listen to that album. He's saying just do that as well. Mark. Yes. Repeat the title of that album. I didn't hear it. And I tried to repeat it and it went. Do you not know it? Enema. Oh, oh, what did I say? End End of the state. Oh, yeah. Enema of the state. I remember that one. Yep. (laughs) Did you never listen? Hold on. Did you never listen to Blink 182? I wasn't allowed to get that album because I had the little explicit sticker on it, the parental advisory sticker. Uh, yeah, I mean, good if you because it had the, saw wo- the cover because it the had the sexy nurse, nurse woman with the glove and the yeah. My syringe. mom was particularly offended by that one because she is a nurse or was a nurse at the time. She's now retired, but she saw the sexy nurse and she was she was not having any of that imagery. Jake's trying another experiment of playing his phone into the microphone. That always goes well. Yeah, we know this doesn't work. Jack, you're just going to have to splice in the actual song here? No, no. He's grinning like a jackass, and I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. Okay, so while this is playing, should we just start talking about the preteen goof troop? Yeah, let's talk about the preteen goof troop. Jake, turn it the fuck off. <laughs> just <laughs> bet it. It's a bet. Dumb fucking grin. Bed aliens exist, please. Just bet it, please. <laughs> please bet aliens Forgot exist. about that song. I do remember it now that it's you played it. Dude, that whole album's so good. <sighs> it's a good that, it's, a, it's a layer below, like, not that they're very similar music, music corner, A to Z horror music oh. corner. It's a level below 
Dookie, but it is a very solid second of that part of my life. I'll buy that. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. That Dookie, makes a lot more it, sense than Dookie I thought you were Dookie is on make. a golden pedestal that will never be touched. Okay, continue. Are you saying Dookie's the best album of all time? No. No, 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 no. Fucking talk about the short. Talk about the short. Hell no, dude. It's a golden pedestal of albums that came out during an impressionable part of my life. Okay, Mark's Googling shit. You're talking about Blink-182 and Dookie. Fuck. Talk about the short, please. Whatever, man. Uh, Well, I mean, uh, this is a fairly simple short. It is kids having a sleepover. They have an older sister and her boyfriend. You don't think it's that simple? There is a lot happening. I'm going to break it down. Okay. Sister and her boyfriend. There's a kid whacking it. Yeah. Just jacking it. doesn't matter. (laughs) It's like the teenager kid That's shit, like, man. That, what do you mean? If it's in a at a slumber party of like fourteen year olds? Yeah, you jerked <laughs> off in a sleeping bag two feet away from your buds. No. Okay, I thought you were going a different direction. With no, it. I. Didn't. Why do you say it's just normal shit? Doesn't mean it hasn't happened while I'm in a pl- at a place. I have not done it. I am okay. I can't wait till we get off fucking air. I gotta get some names on this shit. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. <laughs> We're gonna get them on the record. <laughs> you wouldn't know. Don't worry. Holy shit! Oh, he went boy. to another school. Definitely not me. Ki- yeah, <laughs> kids do stupid shit, man. This has gone so off the rails. Yeah, they put a camera on a dog. The camera is on the dog for the most part here. Yeah. This little like Yorkshire Terrier too, right? Yeah. And it is an abduction movie. Aliens come in. They're trying to get these chillins. They're trying to get them hard, hard. Yeah. Um, Who I directed re- this one. Do we know? I really like this one. Yes, we do know. His name is Jason Eisner. Jason Eisner did Hobo with a Shotgun, and that's kind of it from what I've seen. He produced Turbo Kid. Okay. He's okay. done more in that regard. Okay. Uh, yeah. I have a question go. for you guys about this what? one. Are you aware of the Rex Reed thing? He's a movie critic. No. So he's like a now I think he's in his 80s or something. He's an, he's an old movie critic and he's had a number of controversial opinions for just being a fucking idiot, pretentious dick. Okay. And this was one of the key ones because he like wrote a review of VHS2 okay. in which he said he stopped watching after the first short okay. and then misdescribed all of them. So he said like the fourth segment which is particularly if he stopped distasteful. stopped watching then how did he talk about that's it? That's what but he writes like it's particularly distasteful is distasteful. about a bunch of psychos who try to kidnap these kids. And it's just like not what? That at all? <laughs> <laughs> he wrote he wrote a review of Cabin in the Woods. Aliens are psychos, Jack. He wrote a review of Cabin in the Woods where he said it was such a horseshit movie because the only plot was kids play a video game where you get to control real people. <laughs> kids did he rent the wrong movie no he just doesn't watch horror movies because he's really like is thinks they're horse shit and then writes reviews of them really pretentiously as though he's seen the entirety of the movie are we sure it's not a bit is it a bit i don't know man there's a lot of articles about how horse shit this guy is probably a bit seems like a bit i don't know they put a camera on a dog the dog documents and then the dog dies well of course oh, it does. It's a that horror movie. almost made me cry. I didn't cry. I got. Close. I forgot about this dog death. This dog death's pretty gnarly. It is savage. The camera falls off the dog and it just captures its face. And then you and like watch whimpers. it die. You watch as the camera dies. Yes, you watch the dog die. In yeah, this one. you watch it's the life fade from its up. eyes. Except yep. hopefully not really. No, there were. <laughs> no... Yeah, I would assume not really. I didn't see a thing certified by the ASPCA. Still, 
It's fine. That is that the fine. certifying body that says no animals were harmed? Who? Who? Anyone could say that. Like, I'll fucking certify that shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's not an official thing. Yikes. The only thing I had in this one is the does right category was I really like the sound blast that they use multiple times. They use it throughout. Uh, I don't know, man. I, maybe this is just me and liking alien things or being affected by them, but I really like almost all of what this did. Uh, aliens chasing people through a situation when they're in a semi-rural area, at least they're at that lake house sort of thing. Uh, that ge- that gets my goat a little bit. This one had too much of the, the power differential going on, where it's like sometimes the aliens are all powerful and just grab them and warp them up, but then sometimes some of them randomly fall out of the tractor beam and can run away from these and aliens that can't sometimes, see them until the dog uh, barks. And yeah. sometimes the aliens are super fast and can like jump you, and, some, and like the rest of the time the aliens are slow-moving zombie creatures. And they, yeah, they move kind of like Gollum or something. That's, yeah. that's a little bit wonky, so that gets more into what it does wrong. But I think what I liked about this one is that it had those micro moments of awesomeness. Like... The kid, the 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 one that sticks out to me the most is the kid and the dog are like wrapped up in the blanket. They get like thrown into the lake. That oh, is in, so... in the in the sleeping bag. Yeah, sleeping bag. That yeah, thank you. That's what that's called. <laughs> Jesus blanket. Christ. Um, that is so claustrophobic and disturbing to watch them like start to take on water as they're in this sleeping bag that I don't know that one got me I totally forgot that existed that was very good yeah uh, it has those good. moments it and does. that's what I think I attribute this one to mostly is like there are moments of awesomeness here ultimately it's not going to be the most solid of the shorts but it's really it has things that make me happy isn't this your favorite I didn't say that oh he's still playing the frame cool. narratives his favorite okay <laughs> okay yeah i mean sure i guess it could be um this I, I i agree and i also really really like the scene when the they're first in the house like defending themselves and they just take away all the power these people have in a heartbeat which is like now they're inside and now you're fuck fucked yeah just yeah done there's nothing you could yeah. do yes. immediately mm-hmm. i like that yes agreed but, I, I already mean, spoke it's... my piece. I don't. I don't really have much else to add here. It's look. It's an average. I thought this was kind of just like this was right down the middle. This was my third favorite of the shorts. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Actually, no. This was my fourth favorite of the shorts. Uh, I did have five. I, I didn't include the frame narrative in that ranking of four. Yeah, I but... only. I only included the other one. I guess I'd put it. This would still be. This, this would be my fourth favorite if you include the frame narrative. Of the five independent things that are in this movie, including the frame narrative, this is my fourth favorite. Hmm. Ditto. Uh, of the five, I suppose. We're getting is... ahead of ourselves. But I have one that's... neat pick I want to talk about because I yeah. loved it. Well, we haven't even talked about what the movie does wrong yet. <laughs> I brought it up. The power differential in the aliens. And the aliens just a lot of the time look very clearly like men in a gray suit with an alien mask on. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that was like kind of the style they were going for. But I hear you. Um, this has the weirdest editing of all of them. Case in point is like so they they sneak up on the older kids in the lake. Which side note the the kid the older kids might have the worst situational awareness of any group of humans I've ever yeah they're banging come for a long life. time after the kids are in the room. Uh, that's yeah that as well as the scene where they get hit with the like piss balloons and shit. But uh, so the cut is they have this water fight at the on the dock they shoot him with water guns the kid jumps in starts chasing them and then they cut to the like the preteen friends locking one of their other friends in a cage and shooting him with silly string with no other repercussions from the older kids 
that was yes. an, uh, that was a hard edit that they included for some reason, and I don't understand the transition between the water fight and them torturing one of their own friends. It wasn't Not torturing, really torture. I mean, you never put him. one of your friends in a cage and shot him with silly string. <laughs> We're learning I'm, a lot about Jake this episode. <laughs> I'm not saying that that part itself didn't seem like at least to like of the world. What I'm saying is I'm missing the Torture. transition from the aftermath of the water fight to how they got to this kid being in the cage. You, you can't just jump the, between those two scenes. 14-year-old kids, you fuck with each other. You shove them in a cage and shoot them with shit. I get, off, I get that part. Are you not hearing the part I'm talking do. about? Jack, sometimes when you're with friends, one of your friends will go off and watch pornography, okay? I mean, yeah, sometimes that's been known to happen or demand yeah. you put it on at a party, hypothetically. Are you just so we're just not responding to we're just not responding to the, the criticism I have here? Jake had no response. I okay. I was bothered by it the same as you, and Jake has no response. Correct. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. We should move on. Oh, one other thing. I don't know why I don't know why they have a strobe light for the whole movie. The only light source they could find was a fucking strobe light. Uh because it makes it eerier. And they're using it to fuck with the older siblings. Is the is the in situ narrative. But thank you for in situ. I like that. Yeah. It's in vivo, actually. <laughs> this is filmed inside of a body. Yikes. I was the only one that didn't get any of this out. This is the second favorite of my four. Wow. So, so give it your mini score then. Seven. No, I have a neat pick. Oh my seven. god! There was a part that really stood out to me. Pick. I it's gave it a seven. Important. Fuck you. What's your neat pick? Uh, there's a scene when one of the kids Jeez. is trying to run away, and I think the kid actually slipped on water or fake blood or something. But you hear his shoes squeaking on the blood, and just him trying to frantically run away from these aliens oh. as his shoes are slipping in blood is... and making the actual noises was like chilling for me. I know the exact scene that you're talking about. I thought it was hilarious because it was as close to a real life Looney Tunes running animation we'll ever get. Yeah, but he's just running in place for like a solid second. His his legs are just churning, and he's not going anywhere because he's sitting on this like frictionless blood pile. And while it's a funny situation, like I found that chilling, like. You're trying to get away, and then you're just stuck sprinting in blood with the, like, actual sounds. Ugh. Well, I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay. I don't have the empathy you have. I gave it a five. I gave it a five and a half. Seven. Okay. That's going to take us to frame narrative, which I did not actually provide a name eh. for. And I didn't, I didn't do the. I didn't do a name for this one either. Best job describing the frame narrative. Yeah, let's take a step back for a second, Jack. Give us more than a six-second plot synopsis okay. to the frame yeah. narrative. There's literally no reason for the opening of this movie, correct? Except for tits. Yep. Well, and dick. <laughs> tits and dick. Oh yeah, yeah. The dude hangs dog. Give the people what they want. Tits yeah. and dick. Yeah, it wasn't a great dick. I mean, it was fine. He is as God made him. Okay. <laughs> I just back, man. He's I'm working his hardest. I'm dick shaming this adulterer. Just give us the rest of the narrative. Okay. Oh my <laughs> god. The private eye and a private dick and his girlfriend have been sent to find a kid. They go to this house and they're investigating this house, the kid's last known address, and it's just all creepy and dark. The girlfriend finds the room full of tapes and a laptop containing a video of the guy that they're looking for. And instead of watching that video all the way through, she obediently pauses that video when he tells her to and pops in VHS tapes for no fucking reason I can discern whatsoever other than she's the worst and stupidest private investigator I've ever seen. And the result of that is she becomes increasingly more hypnotized by the VHSs until she just sort of dies. 
Yeah, blood comes out her eyes, and then then she dies. I think she shoots herself. She does. Yeah, she shoots herself. Yeah. No, she doesn't. What the yeah, fuck? She, she shoots herself. No, she essentially does. There's a thing about a gunshot. You hear a gunshot, yeah. and then she's dead. Yeah. Oh. And there's the whole that. foreshadowing of the gun in her bag. Yeah. But then it turns out the kid was making this video on the laptop like 10 minutes before they got there, because then when you get to the end of the video, you see them show up at the house and him hiding in the closet after he blew his chin off with a shotgun. Somehow that was it. It was just a handgun, I think, but yeah. Okay. Um, Plays nicely, I suppose. Too fucking stupid for me to give any serious attention to. Yeah, I mean, it's a frame narrative. It's 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 like four minutes long, all told, and it serves the purpose of getting us from point A to point B to point C to point D. That's that's yeah. the, that's what I had as done right does right is it is a frame narrative. When you've done as much work as you have to, like force digital tape onto VHSs for some reason I can't figure out, uh, then you're just. Don't worry at all about doing that to get the actual kid into the video. Like, it would have been so easy to engineer a situation where she didn't have to literally stop the video of the kid they're looking for to play these random VHSs so, in the order. I don't think she stopped it. She just minimized it. She was like, oh, that's filming me. Minimize. The thing that I couldn't <laughs> help. No, no. She's watching him, and he says, watch the tapes in this order. She stops oh. for each tape. But she doesn't stop the actual filming. She just. It's not filming kid. her. It is. No, no. It is the the that they're then they stop it and watch the film of him shooting himself, and that's the same. That's why it's filming her when she comes in. Because I was confused about that too when I went back and kind of like parsed through it, and it's so it, it just keeps running. So he shoots himself, leaves as soon as he hears the window open, and then that keeps running. And when she first comes in, you see her see herself in the in the camera and be like, "Oh, that's weird," and then she minimizes it. No, no, because she's watching the kid on the tape he made on that laptop. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Makes no, and also, but it's also still filming. I can't when you're yeah when you're looking for that kid, and it's proven as bored out. If she watches to the end of that fucking video, she, I find the kid for which we're looking. He's in the closet. He doesn't have a jaw. Let's follow this blood trail that I've already found the first part of. More now, on that later. I liked the frame narrative of VHS a lot. The frame narrative of VHS too. Boo. Well, that's kind of what I could not it's help. Kind of dumb. But I, I just I feel like there's a missed opportunity to just continue to have over the course of what VHS as a franchise is one frame narrative. That would be awesome. Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing. I thought that when they I thought they did. I thought they were doing that at the beginning. I wasn't sure if these detectives were showing up to the house and like yes. this missing kid was one of the original missing kids. That would have been sure. really cool and That's really the way to do it. <laughs> so the one the, the other thing that I'll add here is this was directed by Simon Barrett, who we all Thank know you. he's a primarily a writer. He wrote your next among other things. This is the only thing he's ever directed. Huh. How about that? He's a writer. Uh I wouldn't hire I don't, him. Not, I would not, not the best writing in, in this one is That's is what's weird. funny is I would not say the direction was that bad. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. the writing, I don't know. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> so I did not do the research to see who wrote that part. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he did. Sorry, Simon. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so she just uh, does, does wrong. What do we want to say here? Uh, I, the itself. only thing I had written down was that in a movie about focusing like on where your cameras are, they make a point to illustrate that they have two cameras and then immediately there's a shot from a third camera that is not possibly from another camera. I have this exact same note. He sets the camera down on the desk facing away from them and then it immediately cuts to a shot of a camera facing them from a similar but not the same angle. 
Yeah, and I'll give them that you could also probably ostensibly cut in shots from the laptop, which they do once or twice, but there is also definitely another camera somewhere. Yeah. I also just can't help but keep coming back to how bad of a detective this guy is. You're looking <laughs> for a kid. You go to a house. There's a running laptop that still has battery and isn't plugged in. Don't and just unlocked. meander around that house. He's somewhere there. He's within an hour and a half of the house. The laptop's still on. Ugh. Yeah. They're not good at what they do. No. Yeah, no. I don't have anything else to say. No. I didn't like Jake? it. I did not like the frame narrative. It made me actively so much more... Pit- like, I wouldn't have worried too much about why digital tape is transposed onto VHSs, but now it's all I can fucking think about because of how stupid it is. Well, th- th- I did not get hit in that way. I mean, it just... I didn't care at all. It was the weakest part of the whole it, movie. Well, it's, it's, it's the frame narrative. The whole point of it is to just get you from point A to whatever, to point D. But a frame narrative can do a lot for a... Uh, or an anthology. It can, and this one didn't. Didn't. Which I don't think is like an active like black mark against this one. It's not great, but it's whatever. Uh, it's... I'll, I'll agree to an extent. I, I, back I to just concepts. wanted more. VHS has the opportunity to have a frame narrative that is actually helpful. And so simple. Yeah. And it is a preposterously large missed opportunity. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That yeah. is exactly right. But I do kind of like the concept of this creepy shit going on, him making his own tape and him being in the closet. Like there's if it's executed in any way well, I kind of yeah, like that concept. So that's going to take me to like my primary does wrong slash nitpick, which is, so he shoots himself in the face so close to when they come in. They actually hear the gunshot at the in the in the very first segment when you're watching it, and they react to it, and then they're just like, oh, "I guess I didn't hear anything." Whatever. <laughs> uh, Gunshots notoriously notoriously quiet, just in our minds. Yeah. yeah, he shoots his fucking jaw off. And then runs out of the room, and 10 seconds later, maybe 15 seconds, the only thing they find is a single drop of blood smeared on a wall 20 feet away. Nope. (laughs) Excuse me? It's preposterous. Uh, Yeah, that that was the one that really hung it up for me. Should we just go to mini-score on that? Sure. Yeah. I gave it a a three and a half. I gave it a three. (laughs) I gave it a four. I, I like the creepiness of it. No, that there there are some strong points we didn't talk about, which is primarily in the first thing when they first come into the house, or maybe after the first segment, so the second little piece, uh, where like you see the kid in the background wandering around, and it's kind of like dude over the shoulder. They don't see him. It's just a side gag, but that part is kind of creepy. Yeah, sure, sure. Didn't care for it though. So what? Now we go to ratings. Real quick before we do the ratings, I had a quick question jotted down. Curious, which short had the best camera perspective? Because I feel like that is one of the things that differentiates them the best. Like, that that's the variety that this is bringing. Four. Best is intriguing. I mean, Four. I like the Indonesian Four. news one. Four. I'm, I'm not talking about, like, just narrative or whatever. I'm talking, so, in the first one, you have eyeball. In the second one, you have helmet cam. In the third one, you have button cam. And in the fourth one, you have dog cam. Oh, the button that, cam specifically? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dog yeah. cam that, then. Dog, dog cam's the yeah. best. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was actually gonna go with uh, the the helmet cam for the it's, zombie. It's easy. It's, it's easy that it's two because Jack didn't choose that one. No, it's easy. I mean, helmet cam is normal. Like that's what you see in any Red Bull. Oh, thing oh, ever. oh! It's not an easy like, choice. You're saying it's a layup for. Yeah, yes. I no, think I'm the reason I... it's normal. I, nor it's normal. It's what you see daily. So I, I, I guess I just slough that off. I don't know. 
Okay. So you're both saying dog cam? Dog cam. For dog sure, I do like man. dog cam. Yeah. Dog, dog cam's, cam's good. good. Yeah. Dog cam's good. They were none of those perspectives were bad. <laughs> also, that dog picks weird times to be upset enough to bark. I, we didn't really talk about that, but well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 basing a lot of that story on like how well behaved the dog is. I would have loved if there was just like a moment where they cut in just the dog chasing its tail. <laughs> it would have been great. <laughs> we really would. That's yeah, a missed sold opportunity. Fuck. Yeah. Well, it clearly. I mean, it was clearly a stuffed animal they strapped the thing to when it's no for most of it. No. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's it was just a dog. A, it's just a guy walking around holding the camera with like a fuzzy mitten. I mean, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Jake, okay, Jake's giving us a hand gesture I can't describe very that's, well. We have to go to ratings. Oh, that's it's the universal hand gesture if he wants to go to ratings. I got an injection of fear from the abduction. My best friend thinks I'm just we overrated Izzy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about this guy on the news would rate seeing himself poop. When I saw myself pooping, I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. And for 10, think about Roger Bush would rate how close you have to be to the microphone. You know, you gotta eat that microphone. Stories, first category to rate these movies. Uh, let's say, Mark, you start. What's your story rating? Quick question. After that, for 10, did you like consciously get close to the microphone? Because it seemed like you did. No, I'm just always close to the microphone. You just okay. noticed it. I, I, that's probably true. One of those two things is definitely true. <laughs> I gave this movie a five and a half for story. Um, I think the big thing here is the, that there is no unifying theme of these anthologies, and that's kind of what I'm looking for as far as the story goes, some, some unifying factor. This is just four disparate things that happen with a frame narrative that is kind of poorly also written based around yeah. it. I think they kind of were going for zombies, but the first one doesn't really fit in there. The rest of them are all basically zombie movies. Even the fourth one, like the aliens move like zombies. So that might be it, but it wasn't really explained that way. There was like some type of deeper philosophical meaning ascribed to the VHS tapes in the frame narrative, but they never really got into it. So I'm just sort of punting on this one and giving it an average. Yeah, I mean, their their description of the VHS tapes' deeper meaning made it worse. So Well, yeah, it was like you have to watch them in order, and then it happens to you. Yep. That was the best we got. Yep. Jake, what is your story rating? I gave it a four. It's largely for the same reasons, but yeah. I mean, everything here is of its own self, and they do not coalesce into something that's bigger. So. Yep. Yep, I gave it a four as well. Look, uh, an ah, anthology okay. movie... Doesn't have to have a complex frame narrative or a particularly inventive frame narrative, but it needs to have a cohesive one, and this just doesn't. Mm. So, I guess I'll just to quickly defend myself because I was way higher. Is I I do still give them credit for I was what, what sorry Jake was being very incredulous of my reaction, but I was a full <laughs> like one and a half points higher. Jake's doing a lot of non-audible gestures. Yeah, it's really great. It's a really fun energy he's bringing. He's um, doing more of them now. My my point was I do like the individual stories of the four segments. So if I'm I got to incorporate that somehow, they're not unified, but I do like like I don't dislike any of the story ratings of the four. That's yeah, what I'm after no, that's fair. Sure. That's fair. World building and immersion, Mark five. Kind of typical anthology rating in a genre built around wrenching you away from the thing you were just invested in every 15 minutes or so. It's hard to be better than average. Each film had something that was immersion breaking also, which is a bit of a problem. Um, but that's sort of the nature of the beast. So it's on one hand, you have like, if you don't like what you're seeing, stay tuned, you know, stick around 10 minutes, you'll see something new that you'll probably like. And on the other side, you have, you know, it's an anthology movie. They're particularly hard to get into. Yep. Jake. 
Uh, I went for the, I went with four. I agree again. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is a this is a movie where it is very difficult to get into because it in inherently has to break your immersion to go from one thing to the other. And when you have a frame narrative that is not really helping you slide right through to the next thing, it's going to hurt, and it hurt a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I gave it a three. And I think what's uh, different here for me than you guys is the frame narrative actively made me less involved in the continuing segments because I wouldn't have thought about the transition from digital to VHS if the frame narrative didn't make me think about it and so it just pissed me off. So it's like none of the individual segments, like Mark, you said, they all have their own issues that pull you out. And then the frame narrative actively does more to pull me out on top of that. So I had to go pretty low with this one. So it's going to take us into Scare Factor. Mark. Six. Uh, This is a pretty creepy movie. I like all of... Every single one of the segments, including the frame narrative, have their own creepy aspects to them. I particularly like the first and the f- and the third, so the cult one and the eyeball one. Those are, I mean, those are actually pretty creepy little horror shorts. The fourth one also, the aliens are cheesy, but I think it's executed really well as far as the direction goes. So it's like, you have four or five nice little horror shorts all collected here. They're, it's, it's spooky. I wouldn't show this to a kid. I totally agree. Jake. Six. I mean, again, I'm totally on on the same wavelength as Mark here. I think that this movie gets stronger as it goes, too, which is another thing. I thought that the strongest two were the Indonesian cult and the alien abduction. And to go from what you started with that kind of gets you into the flow of the movie and then to hit with those two, I thought was a smart move. Yeah. Typically, you kind of see like up and down and up and down. And for me personally, I mean, I guess you guys had it. You were hit differently. But for me, it worked in such a way that I thought that it ramped up. And that was really nice. So, yeah. Same reason, same score, ultimately. I gave it a six as well. Okay. So we're circling the wagons six on that search. one. But Number of the beast. Mark, like you said, each individual short has its own frightening s- sections of it. And some of yep. them are genuinely frightening. So it's it's pretty high. And I honestly do feel like there is something that is fundamentally more scary than a horror short where you're just not chained to having to build out 90 minutes of story to it. You can just do whatever the fuck you want and then get out. I mean, jump scares are much more effective, right? Or if not more effective, much more like just you don't need. I'm not upset by not having earned a jump scare or whatever with a horror short. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's get things into effects or judicious lack thereof. Mark. I gave it a six. Mostly judicious lack thereof, and on a super low, I assume, budget. Uh, none of these look like they had a shitload of money behind them, but I thought they did a pretty good job with what they had. Uh, a lot of the stuff looks kind of cheesy, but honestly, the only time that the effects really honestly took me out of it was uh, on the CG side from the cult one, the third one, the safe haven. So, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jake. I gave it a five. Uh, largely similar reasons. The only thing that I guess I would add is the 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 one with the zomb. Well, not the one with the zombies. I feel like a lot of these ended up with zombies, which was kind of an interesting thing that we didn't talk about. But the Eduardo Sanchez biker zombie guy one. Uh, there was some very questionable stuff in that. Come like on. the first zombie, she was wearing <laughs> tights that had some stuff like sewn on that made it look like knee lesions i guess that was pretty burly i i I don't think so i don't think so i gave it a five it was it was fine but it served the purpose but yeah i give it a four look for me oh jesus you guys are so harsh a lot of these effects are dependent upon the structure of being filmed from a gopro or something like that but they don't pay enough attention to that structure to like continue 
do that continuously, like stay in that world, that that effect. So I'm, I'm less enthralled by the judicious lack of effects because you're shaking it when you haven't committed as much to doing the GoPro thing very well. So it's, it's pretty low for me. And then I thought that, I mean, the aliens look like dudes in suits. You can like, yeah, see well, the, yeah, the aliens, well, there are people wearing the aliens like, were green so, man yeah, suits. I almost, I pot the aliens into almost like a stylized category. They know what they're, they know what they look yeah. like. They know what they're doing. They're shaking the camera a little bit, but they're showing you, they're just fucking dudes in fucking spandex suits. And then suits. they have like, yeah, they're green man suits that are tan and they have like black yeah. things drawn. You know on. what they reminded me of? Just, do, do you remember the Gumbies from, not Gumbies, the Putties from Power Rangers? <laughs> yes, I do. The Putties. They reminded me of the Putties. You had to hit them just right in their special place and then they'd explode. You had to hit them right in the target place. in the center of their chest and that would hurt. Uh, as, as a vice principal of our school used to tell me when I would wear a belt with a mod target belt buckle, I'm drawing attention to my special region. <laughs> wow! Your your belly button? I have no fucking idea, dude. Could only see with one eye, anyway. I mean, sometimes I'd have to like tuck my boner up into my waistband, you know, and then, and then it's drawing attention right to the tip, right to the tip, just where I want all the attention to go. <laughs> Come into your belly button. I'm saying, yeah. Overall, this is our last category. <laughs> yeah, I forgot we were still doing this. Uh, okay, Mark. Five and a half. Uh, I gave this one an average score. It's an it's an all right anthology. Anthologies are kind of fun. Every once in a while, I got to be in the right mood. I do think there are better ones. Southbound is better. Field Guide to Evil, which I talked about at the beginning, is better. VHS uh, is better. VHS is also better. Uh, if you want to watch a good anthology, Trick or Treat is better. This is still fine. It's still quality. I enjoyed watching it. I had fun, but it's not like you know. It's it's fourth or fifth or sixth in line. So I gave it an average score. That's pretty high up, I think. But, yeah. Jake, I gave the same score. Fourth or fifth or sixth in line is not a bad place for an anthology to land. Like, I do think think this is weaker. Here's a couple things. I do think this is weaker than the original VHS, but not by a whole hell of a lot. I think that this landed at, like, the right time for GoPro, which it heavily utilized. This is all GoPro, And we didn't talk about that. I don't think it really matters this day and age, but... I think the other important thing too is that anthologies by like by necessity are going to be something that ultimately kind of comes towards the middle and that's what exactly what this one did. It did it in a slightly different way than I think I was anticipating by memory. But that's okay. It ended up with the same result. <laughs> I I still like this movie. It's pretty average though. Yeah, I give it a 4. <laughs> yep. Um I'm not uh, unhappy to have watched it. But I don't think it's a good movie. Even the segments I genuinely like have their problems. It's fun. I love how much Jack gets hung up on like one thing that ruins an entire movie for him. Well, yeah. No, but like especially movie. with an anthology movie like this where no individual segment is unassailable and then the frame narrative ruins it for the good parts of the good segments. Like I just yeah. I have this totally different response where I'm like, eh, it's all kind of just like whatever, so yeah. How much fun can I have? So it's a lower yeah, bar? That, that's, that's my yeah. approach, too. It, basically, with anthologies, there's a lower bar, so maybe my scores are skewed, but five and a half. I don't know. I, I gave it a four. Middle. Look, I gave it a four. Yeah, you did. Which could take us to the next segment, and I think I'm going to be alone in this. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Look, this is a thumbs down from me. Hmm, there's better. Weird. I'm sorry, Jennifer. I, did, like, I didn't dislike watching it, but there's better anthologies to watch and unless you've exhausted the complete list of them don't go to this one complete list i mean maybe if you okay watch this before vhs3 or vhs viral i guess it's called viral or yeah watch like watch tales from the hood before this one i think 
Yes. <laughs> Creep show? How, well, that's yes. got a whole other thing going Creep on. Creep show's great. Yeah, but Creep show's got a whole other thing going on. Uh, what about XX? I think I'd put XX below this one. I wouldn't. And that's got a whole other thing going on the other direction. Holidays. Holidays also below this one. Agreed. I have holidays above. Higher highs. What was and the higher definitely, high? Definitely lower lows. Yes, I goal? agree with I agree uh, with lower higher lows. high from holidays would definitely be the highest one from holidays is Father's Day, where she like is. Oh yeah, that was so. I keep yeah, forgetting that. It's I so fucking good. Love Father's Day. Yeah, uh, I like anthologies. <laughs> Thumbs up. I do That's too. Why. And they're just you I, just have to be in the right. Yeah. Mode for it. I'm also giving it a thumbs up. I watched with movie. my thumbs down. That's only like a, a logical thumbs down. I did. I, I did enjoy watching this. Yeah. So, so they give it a thumbs up. What no, the there's better movie? anthologies to watch. Yes, there Jesus. are. I agree, but also thumbs up. <laughs> no. Jake, get us the fuck out of here. Jesus, no. Last week no. was two hours long, and we're coming up again on two just hours. No. This is insane. Episode 148 of the A to Z Horrorcast just happened to check out anything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That is Facebook. That is Twitter. Those links are right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you want to support the podcast and you're still hanging out with us right now, which would make me think that you want to support the podcast, Head over to Patreon.com. That link's down there, too. You can support us at any level of your choosing. If that's not something Go you can Go to Patreon. Swing, click around. You might find us eventually. The link is a hyperlink <laughs> to ours, Jack. If that's not, not something you're into, then uh, whatever. That's fine. We're just happy you're still here hanging out with us, and we're going to keep producing the best content we possibly can for you. As always, as well, the music has been coming out. You can see from Super Bear. There's link is down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're going to be going right back to the 80s. Jeff Goldblum in the fly. So sexy. Oh, God, so sexy. Cronenberg. Next week. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. I will not grow old in Gobbler's Lot. I just like it known. Uh.